Hey Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs postgame show presented by PointsBet. Use the promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to 2000 bucks. Cody Del Mundo and Luke Stuckmeyer here with you after the Cubs lose 4-3 to to the Pirates in the first of a four-game set with Pittsburgh at Wrigley Field. Cubs and Pirates now both 6-7 and seven on the season. Cubs below the 500 mark for the first time this season. And, Cody, this, uh, this was an ugly one. And everything that we've talked about that's been good going into this game was exactly the opposite in this game. It's like the Cubs forgot all of the praise we were heaping on them for the first 12 games, and on unlucky number 13, it went downhill quickly. Yeah. I think you, you said it perfectly, Luke. Was I too negative? No. You were right. And, yeah, I sit on this show, and I've been, you know, trying to be as positive as possible. But tonight, the Chicago Cubs said, hey, we really are this. That's that, I mean, that's, that's what they, they tried to tell us tonight. Like, I'm... If Denny Green were alive, he would say the Cubs are who we thought they were. Yeah, they are who <laughs> we thought they were. Like, that's... It's the unfortunate feeling of, like, that's how I feel right now. And it is just the game just ended, and that, but this is how I feel right now. Like, like maybe it's because it's the Pirates. Maybe it's just because I don't know. Just there's just no life out of the the offense tonight. No, like I don't know. Well, it was the Pirates. It, I think a we lot made of it fun was, of the Pirates the entire <laughs> month before the season started oh, about how they God. weren't even trying. And what what have I said all off season? I said, if you're going to compete for playoff spots, you have to be better against the Brewers and Cardinals, but you've got to also dominate the teams that aren't trying. Pittsburgh, so far they have a losing record. again. I know it's a small sample size. I'm just saying, like, but you can't afford to, you know, split with the Pirates all the time. Like, they're not even trying. Yeah. Yeah, this, uh, what I don't understand tonight is, how we have a three-run lead, and Mark Leiter Jr. actually was okay. Yeah, he wasn't great, but he's he not gave the up reason. The, he gave he's up not the, home, the reason they lost. Right, he gave up the home run to to Vogelbach, but then, and I've been, you know, if you listen to this show every day, you know I'm high on Ethan Roberts. Ethan Roberts comes in, gets into some trouble, and then before he gives up the runs. He throws all cutter like that entire inning. He threw like twenty five cutters, according to what I read online, and <laughs> which is and, always and true. And the way that he pitched, the guy, the last guy he faced, the the cleanup hitter, I, I forget how you say his name, but the guy he faced that shot it to right field, he threw it in the exact same spot like seven times. Susugo, thank you, Susu. How do you Sasugo. say Sasugo. Sasugo? Okay. Yes, to that him, to that hitter. He threw the exact same pitch like six or seven different times. And Wilson Contreras went out to the mound. Maybe it was the only pitch they had confidence in there. I like it was odd. But to like just those are the little things that you're like, especially with Contreras, you're like, this is this is your veteran catcher. This is the guy that me, you, anyone else who who wants a little bit of 2016 to still be on this team, right. has been sitting here talking about 
why we need to extend him and all that. And I, I still want to extend him. But tonight, like that moment alone is just kind of one of those like, what are we doing? Yeah, I just, the <laughs> only thing I can guess is that that's the only pitch he felt comfortable throwing. But if that's the case, then you got to get somebody warming up. Like, right. Just keep throwing the same pitch. It reminded, threw... me, it reminded me of when Carlos Marmol would throw the same pitch over and over yeah. And it wasn't working, and, and fans would pull their hair out and be like, right. stop, stop. Well, the, the thing was is that he not only did he throw the pitch over and over, he threw it over and over in the same location. Yeah. Like, you can't, you just can't do that at the major league level. So, like, you give up those two runs, and then it's still early, right? Like, you know, we're right there. Only one, one run down. And then suddenly the Pirates' bullpen turned into God. What was it? What was the graphic? Five. We we have it coming up here. No, I mean they were outstanding. Their bullpen, guys. Will Crow, a former starter, is now uh, the most innings in baseball without an earned run this season. He's up to over twelve innings this season, not a single run. He had five strikeouts and two and a third. Peters came in and did a job. Henry came in and did, and then Bednar. In his inning, a third looked unhittable at points. He yeah. came in, bang, bang, he bang. Struck out Suzuki on three fastballs. We'll get to that. We'll get to <laughs> Suzuki. I, he did not have a good game, obviously. Oh. Harley brings up. You mentioned the three zero lead. Harley says this is the third game this year they've had a three run lead and lost. Now yeah. again, we will say that although they blew a three nothing lead, I don't think bullpen strength is one of the bigger problems on the team for this oh. season. So, again, it's one game out of a huge sample size, but it is the third time they've blown a lead, right. a 3 nothing lead. The, and, Cody, the crazy part is they struck out 12 times. They used seven pitchers, the Cubs, and they still had a chance to win. Why? Because they were playing the Pirates. <laughs> right. You know? Exactly. If it wasn't the Pirates, this would not have been close. <laughs> right. Yeah. No the, offense to the Pirates. <laughs> no. Maybe a little offense to maybe the Pirates. Maybe a little offense. Just a little bit. I Like I said, I think I said in pregame, or I even might have said it on the bet show today, too. I I didn't feel, like, insanely confident going into this game because the Pirates just got swept by the Brewers. And it's baseball. Sometimes you, you, when you're due, you're due, right? But the way that the Cubs lost tonight was just really, really frustrating. And, you know, I feel like I feel like any loss the Cubs are going to have to the Pirates this year, I'm just going to be really frustrated because it's just going to be another another moment of, okay, you know, this is, this, is, this is going to go against them, and it's going to be one that we look back at the end of the year like, oh, this is why we didn't make the playoffs because of these number of losses against the Pirates. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, I, I'm not surprised that the chat, if you're watching on YouTube – if you're on Twitter, switch on over to YouTube. You can see the chat there. Yeah, we can't uh, see your comments if you're we'll, putting we'll them on Twitter. We'll read some of them, but, like, I, I'm not surprised it's negative, you know. Uh, there's some bullpen hate in there. Yeah. Uh, let's get to the Suzuki thing real quick. Okay. Ryan brings up a good point. He says Suzuki's never been at DH, not this early in his career, shouldn't be there, totally threw him off. I don't know if that's it, but, I mean, mm. I was going to come out here and just, just joke about that. Like, boy, they should never put him at DH again <laughs> because – all the things we bragged about Suzuki were totally the opposite tonight, right? I picked him as, yeah. as my uh, – he was the last guy left, and I was like, well, how can you not – for who you got? You know, we pick our players. Right. I don't know that anybody won. We should all take an L on this one. <laughs> I said, well, how can you not 
take the best hitter in baseball right now. He's been this breath of fresh air, yada, yada, yada. He's been he's in amazing. He, he never swings out of the zone. He was swinging out of the zone. He did come up with an RBI. He did put the ball in play to get an RBI, one of the three runs they scored. But he struck out three times. And mm. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe that was something. Or maybe it was facing the Pirates for the second time. Yeah. You know, maybe the Pirates had – a little scouting, so maybe this is the first chance. Was it, this was the first time that Suzuki had gone up against, against the, the team uh, that he's seen before, uh, that yeah. already played. Exactly. Thank you so, for saying it. So, <laughs> I mean, potentially, this is the start of scouting and a little time of advanced scouting so that they can take time, and now maybe he'll have to make an adjustment. I don't know. Maybe it was just a bad night. Regardless, I don't want to see him at DH anytime soon. Yeah, uh, definitely put him back in right field tomorrow. Um, I don't know. I'm... Let's, let's just let's just say maybe maybe the DA putting him in DH was a thing, but I genuinely don't really think it was at the end of the day. Like I I do think it's more so of they've like the Pirates had some scouting on him. Right. Um But like Bednar, the strike like the third strikeout Suzuki had, three fastballs. First two, basically middle of the plate. He let the first one go by, which I would assume was basically an automatic take. Swings at the second one. Third one, high inside fastball, top of the corner, swung right through it. Right. Like, I I just thought that was just better pitching than Suzuki because he's in the DH. You know what I mean? Like, again, not a great night, and we're not used to Suzuki bad nights. This is probably his worst game of his major league career. Oh, it is. But yeah, yeah. again, I, I'm not against just putting him. I'm, I'm not against putting him in the DH again. I, obviously, not tomorrow. Maybe not for a few more days. But like, yeah, I'm only partially joking about that. Right, right. I wouldn't put him at DH. I don't tomorrow. think Ryan is joking about it in the comments, <laughs> though. So that's why I'm no. saying that I think that it's mainly because of scouting. And again, we're going to have to go through that eventually. He's not going to you know, play like he did those first 12 games for 162. So the thing that sucks, honestly, at the end of the day is like he had that game and then the Cubs offense was just – if he if he doesn't play well, then the Cubs offense is just nothing, it seems like. And, you know, we had, they did get some walks tonight. Ian Happ had two walks tonight. Um, you know, they manufactured runs. Look at you coming but, up with something positive about this game. Cody, if – if you're, I hate it. For, if you're a Cubs fan and you're watching the game tonight, this was a complete buzzkill. Oh, yeah. If you were at the ballpark, you've waited all spring for nice weather. You get a beautiful day at the ballpark. You have a 500-club team that's exceeded expectations for the first 12 games, and then you have one of the worst teams in your division coming in, one of the worst teams in the National League, coming into play for four games and you figure well they should feast on these guys or they they need to feast on these guys not only do they lose they blow a three nothing lead their star player strikes out three times they strike out 12 times and the way they score their three runs let's see they walked (laughs) in a run a fielder's choice right and a sacrifice fly Name me the other boring ways to score in baseball. <laughs> like probably a balk. The three runs were as boring as you can get, right? Yeah. Like so balk would be the probably the most boring I can think of. Yeah. 
Or uh, what's another one? Like if you're on the into chat, a like play and scoring. Yeah, there you go. That's essentially even, a fielder's choice. Yeah, even like a drop third strike scoring a run yeah. would be more exciting because somebody's running. Like right. a sack fly is generally boring. Yeah, a walk in the run. I got it. Joe Madden's intentional walk with the bases loaded. <laughs> <laughs> but at least it would give you something to talk about. Like right. those three runs are snoozeville. If don't get me wrong, I love baseball. There are always games during a season where you're like, wow, I, I almost fell asleep during that game because baseball is a slower sport. This felt like a game in mid-August against the Pirates where both teams are out of it. You know what I mean? Like, it was just disappointing to see the way they performed with a division team coming in for the first of four games yeah. and, and a chance to really kind of say, all right, the first 12 games – that's what we really are. Mm. Instead, they flipped the script, and now you wonder, well, what's going to happen the rest of this series? You yeah. hope they flipped the script, yeah. and I know it was only just one game. I'm just saying it was an ugly game. It was, and I know we have ugly games all season. It's just you can't, like, this Cubs team, and I think we've said it before on the show, is like there's just very little room for error. You know what I mean? Like, that's right. When, when the Pirates come to town, you got to take three or four. Like, I'm like, you know what I mean? Like, because you couldn't win two out of three against the Rays. If you if they had swept Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh a, a week ago, you could have afforded the the losing two out of three against right. the Rays this week. Now that they lost two or three against the Rays, there's more pressure on them to play well in this series, and that's just the way it is. Like, there's no other way to to put it. Like, so. You know, it is what it is. Like, they got to come out and play harder tomorrow and the rest of the weekend because, like, the schedule does get tough and it doesn't look great and it doesn't make me smile at all. So, you know, it's one game at a time. It's, you know, keep growing, keep trying to find positives from this team for sure. But, uh, yeah. I've seen some comments. I saw somebody earlier saying, hey, They've scored runs. They're good. The offense looks good in the first 11 games. I agree, and that's why this Marcus. game was yeah, – yeah, Marcus said that. That's that's the positive mm-hmm. that was coming into this, and that's why I thought with the Pirates coming in, they would build on that foundation. Mm-hmm. And instead you got this game where Joe DiGiacomo points out the whole game was snoozeville. The dead ball and shift continues to make baseball boring. Yeah. In games like this, I'm not going to disagree with you, and, and I totally agree with you. Cody, when you talk about they have a small margin for error, the Cubs. Mm-hmm. We've, you know, the way the team is built, it's it's not necessarily built to win. It's not built to win the World Series this year. You know, it, it's built to to find out what pieces you have moving forward until the next wave of really good Cubs prospects become professional players at the major league level. And Suzuki has been a nice piece early on. Hap has been really good early on. Wisdom has been playing much better. Uh, you've had a lot. Of, Keegan Thompson's been a bright side. But the team also has many, many question marks at every position on the field, basically. Including Suzuki, because you don't know what, you know, maybe the 11-game sample size isn't enough. I think it is, just the way it's gone. But, you know, the margin of error is very small. And you can't go out there and not have somebody covering third base because the shift was on and yeah. you don't know who's supposed to be over at third and give the guy an extra base. The, yesterday, the day before, it was 
poor play at third base by VR, who's been very good at the plate, you know, mm-hmm. and, and they gave some runs away. Um, they have to play really good fundamental baseball right. for this team to be in it every night. And yeah, I suppose you, that's true for a lot of teams. For, but sometimes your talent is so great on the roster that you can overcome those things. And I don't think this roster is necessarily that. Yeah. the I tweeted the video earlier, the Brian Reynolds triple. It was the most MLB the show thing I have seen <laughs> in an actual MLB game uh, because he just – like that's just heads-up base running, honestly. And I know the Cubs had the shift on on that, on that play, but – that, that's just the lack of communication on the field, right? right. And I, to me, we haven't seen a lot of, like, boneheaded mistakes like that. It's more so, like, if they, you know, an error or, you know, Jan Gomes failing to make a good throw down to second base. Right. That, that was, like, the first time I really can think to my head, like, that was just lack of communication on making sure someone's covering third base. Uh, so you know that is what it is. I honestly, I just think that's really heads, really good heads up base running. Um, but yeah, no, you're you're exactly right though. And I, Harley, I love your positivity. <laughs> if we right? want to, he says, you, if we want to look ahead. at something positive, the series is still very much up for grabs. Hopefully, we can bounce back with these next three games. And I mean, yeah, it he, is. He's he's right. I like, would have liked, you know, if you're the Cubs, you're you're hoping you sweep the Pirates, and mm-hmm. maybe they're going to be better than we think. They have, I, a, they have I, a couple nice hitters. I, I don't ever expect their bullpen to do what they just did, but they had a couple guys that just, as the kids say, shoved. <laughs> they they made they had yeah. the Cubs hitters just completely baffled. Yeah, I mean, they're still probably... Will Crow, I, he, he looked like Cy Young out there. Yeah, they're still probably a 60, somewhere between a 60, 71 team. But again, it doesn't matter how many games they're going to win. It, they, are, they, they are like a competitive team. I think they're going to be more competitive this year than the Reds, and I know that's not saying much, but when you have, you know, up-and-coming pieces like they have, like we've talked about, like, you know, they're going to have nights like this. So, again, I'm still just as pissed off about it, uh, but I don't know. Like, the, I think the one of the biggest things that I feel like we haven't even really touched on, too, is, like, this game took forever. And I don't even understand why it took forever because I felt like the Cubs were just getting mowed down. It, it took forever because the <laughs> Cubs had seven pitchers in the game. That too. Changing pitchers takes a long time. And when you're l- warming up a new guy and bringing him in, like, Ugh. there were a lot of pitching changes. It's just like it took it, – the game dragged because of that. And here's something we haven't talked about. Um, magical pinch hitting for wisdom later in the game. That, someone and you were that. hoping Madrigal was going to be – yeah, but I didn't. Starting I was I wasn't hoping that he'd get pinch hit for wisdom though. Who's been one of your best hitters over the last week? Yep. Um, it's been hot, you know. And and there's been some slander in the comments for David Ross. I, we're everyone's always going to nitpick at the lineup and complain about the lineup and where people are at and where guys are playing positions and all that. I get it. I'm with you and I understand people's criticism. And I'm not saying you can't criticize, but. If there's one thing tonight that really that David Ross pissed me off with was taking wisdom out of the game for Nick Magical. Like, if you're going to put Magical in the game, put him in for VR or whoever. Like, 
you got you got to leave wisdom in the game. He's your one of your few power threats, and he's been hitting the ball. And they're only down one at that point, right? Home yeah. run ties it. Right, he is gonna he is going to be tested more than he's ever been tested as a major league manager this year, probably because yeah. he's going to have to make multiple decisions every game that will be judged and nitpicked by fans depending on the outcome. And even sometimes when it goes well, he's going to be nitpicked on those decisions by the fans because the outcome. He can't just plug in the same guys every day. Javi's not at short every game. I think, I think Brennan and Corey mentioned this too. You don't have Anthony Rizzo at first every game. You don't have Chris Bryant to put anywhere in the every, – every day he's not in the lineup. This is a collection of guys that have something to prove, mm-hmm. but that means they're also not necessarily proven, you know? Yeah. So he's, he's literally trying to play fantasy baseball with a lineup every single day to make sure enough guys get enough at-bats, enough playing time – so that they can evaluate whether or not that guy is a real player before they decide to move on from that player. Yeah. And he is going to manage the game differently. We saw that. I mean, he, he managed it perfectly the other day when he brought, took Hayward out, brought Wisdom in for the pinch hit. He hits a home run, and everybody loves the decision. This time, he takes Wisdom out, he brings in Madrigal, and now people aren't very happy. Right. But Again, I'm not even mad that That's he why him. he gets paid. Don't get me wrong. That's why right. he gets paid. But he's going to have a tough job this year. Right. Again, not mad that he brought Magical in. I'm more mad that he brought Magical in and right. took Wisdom out. Right. I, I think in that instance, you got to I, – I know VR has been hitting as well, but, man, like, Wisdom is, really is like one swing in the bat type guy. VR almost hit he, – he had two mashed baseballs right in the gloves tonight too. So, I mean – who knows? All I know is that wisdom, the way wisdom is swinging the bat, he's got to be in the lineup until, you know, further notice, in my opinion. Um, you know, it is what it is. Who are these comments? Ravi in our chat. He's been, Ravi he's is been Ravi's very, going very off. Ravi's firing. I'm just letting Some Ravi guy, go Cody off. underscore CHGO, says hit the like button, guys. Hit the like button, please. I appreciate it. It, hel- it helps other Cubs fans on YouTube find us. Um, yeah, what's Joe got to say? He said, why would Tom and Jed put him in this position, small market minus from ownership? That's not fair to Ross. There's a lot of talk about Ricketts in the comments tonight, too. Well, I <laughs> which we, is we not said surprising. watching the game, I said, listen, this is an <laughs> ugly game. The, the, the chat is not going to be a happy place, and Twitter is not going to be a happy place. They want a new manager. They want new ownership. They want a yeah. complete overhaul today. That's right. 13 games in. Right. I, I would suggest that we've been uh, very blessed with positive storylines generally yeah. for the first dozen games of the season. Yeah, I mean... And this was one that you can't spin too many things. I will be curious. We're hoping that Ryan Herrera is going to be able to join us um, before the podcast is over, and he's in the clubhouse working. You'll be able to read his work at allchgo.com. He's in the clubhouse. He's listening to Ross. Um, we'll, we'll see if he comes on and has some answers from David Ross about what went wrong in this game. But, um, there were a few things that went wrong. How did your bets do? Oh boy. I went 0 for three tonight on the Cubs game. You did call, uh, I was said, should we go with the 
scoreless first inning bat, and you, no, you said no. No, no. So, yeah, you, we avoided it. That went well, at least. Yeah, so uh, at least I saved $10 there. <laughs> um, but I made all my bets on PointsBet, which is the best way to support CHGO is to download the PointsBet app and use code CHGO when you sign up. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content. And you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. If you have any questions, email pointsbet at allchgo.com and we'll help you. Remember that PointsBet is your home for live in-game betting. They even have a new exclusive feature, live NBA same-game parlay. For the first time ever, build the perfect live same-game parlay only with PointsBet. Combine your favorite bets anytime during the game. You can even boost your live same-game parlays. And now, online sign-up is available in Illinois. You can actually download the PointsBet app right now and register your account from start to finish, all from your phone. Signing up with the fastest sportsbook is now easier than ever, so you can start living your bet life in seconds. I've been living my bet life. Luke's sort of living his bet life. So you can all join us. Just use code CHGO to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with points bet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Ravi, hold on. Two things. First, Stephen, uh, before we move on, I'm. It, can you find us uh, like a weed whacker sound effect <laughs> and potentially a lawnmower sound effect? I'll see what I can do. See what you can find. Um, what did Ravi is saying on the on the chat that McDonald's was a cultural icon across the street from Wrigley. <laughs> Adding that ugly hotel makes that area feel so cluttered. Oh, my God. Now, there you, is a, is there's a really take I wasn't off. expecting yeah. today. Robbie's He's, had some good ones, but I don't know about that <laughs> McDonald's being a cultural icon yeah, right. and the hotel being hideous. Oh, gosh. And the, they still have the McDonald's. Uh, there's a newer McDonald's, right? Yeah, there is a McDonald's. They, it's cleaner. In, yeah, it's it's yeah. right there and right by the hotel. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, uh, anyway, s- support for CHGO tonight is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle, join over 4 million men worldwide who have trusted Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code CUBS at manscaped.com. Cody, help me out with some of this. The performance package 4.0 has arrived, and oh man, it's a game changer. Inside this package, you'll find the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, the Weed Whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, good for old guys like me, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold your goodies. Yeah, I got the briefs, and I got that 4.0 lawnmower. That thing gets the job done, makes it all so easy. I, I I love it. Absolutely love it. Man, it's what's going on, Steven? Are you distracted <laughs> by our lawnmower reads? I thought we were gonna have lawnmowers and weed whackers. This is our first we're shot we're at this. We're gonna <laughs> The uh the fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade Does to reduce it. 
grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. The lawnmower 4.0, like I said, is waterproof. Also has a huge. <laughs> yes, is is a huge deal. Uh, 400k LED spotlight. You need you need a more if you need a more precise. Shape. Yeah, if you if you need a, like a flashlight. And a magnifier, this this thing's got it all for you. Exactly. If you want to make sure you're getting it all correct. Right. It's very, like, precise, I feel like, is, a, is, the, is the great word to use. So uh, because this trimmer is waterproof, you can say goodbye to the mess on the bathroom floor. You thought that was good, but want to take your grooming game even further, Luke. Yeah, of course the, you do. To the next level. The Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer. You got, or you got uh, any? Uh, I had any a stray hair coming out of my nose a couple of weeks ago. I thought because you know, without my readers, I can't see this stuff anymore. And this thing was coming out like a cobra out of my nose. I, I finally got it, but now I've got something that I can just you know. It's very easy to use. It's I, a routine I, I can get into, day. right? I you know the weed whacker, right. I can get up there. So the weed whacker is also waterproof and provides. Uh, proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps reduce nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate nose holes. Their crop preserver, ball deodorant, and crop reviver. What ball, an invention that ball is, ball huh? Toner. It, it's insane, yes. It's I, you know, I lived 49 years my life, and then I hit 50, and I thought, what do I want in the next 50 years? And the first thing that came to my mind was, I want a crop preserver. Yeah, right? And now I've got it, so. Congratulations. I got one, too. Huh? Our entire office has them, so uh, shout out to all of us. Um, these things will change the way you approach your hygiene routine. And uh, trust us when I say this, fellas, your balls will thank you. Um, Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their Performance Package 4.0, the Manscaped Boxers and Shed Travel Bag. Like I said, the boxers are very, very comfortable. Bring your comfort and boxers to another level. Are you wearing those right now, or are you commando I, for this podcast? <laughs> I'm going to not answer that question, Luke. That's good. <laughs> get 20, Keep that to yourself. Get, get, get 20% that means he's off commando. and free shipping with the code CUBS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off. Free, with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use code CUBS. Unlock your confidence. And always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. For our first time, that wasn't too bad. No, I mean, uh, yeah, the really, all of that stuff that comes in that package, and again, they give you a bag to carry it all in, which is nice, you know? There it is. There it is. Now, is Woo! that... We got it, guys. That's, that's the noise I'm looking for when I get the nose hair trimmer out, you know? And the older you get, it's crazier. The less hair you have on your head, the more hair you have in your nose and in your ears. So you need this. That's what you need is the uh, Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer. It's all part of the 4.0 package. Yeah. Pretty good, good stuff. stuff. Good stuff. Uh, and, and the ball deodorant. Use that, code CUBS at Manscaped. It's a great deal. Again, I hit 50, and I thought, what else could I have in my life that I don't already have? And then... Ball deodorant. Ball deodorant, Game baby. changer. Game changer. I love it. Uh, um, okay. So, speaking of uh, down on the farm, let's talk down on the farm. <laughs> God, That's a professional transition What a transition, transition right folks. There. What a transition. Speaking of down on uh, the farm, let's talk about the Iowa Cubs. <laughs> uh, Caleb Killian tonight. While there were some things that didn't go as well for the Major League franchise today, 
Steven's giving us a little light on the set here. If you're watching on YouTube and you're like, wow, that something just it's, brightened up it's there. suddenly get lighter in here? Wow. It wasn't just that Manscaped read. It was the topic is going to get much brighter now for you. Um, a lot of guys had good games at the minor league level, and we keep talking about how that's going to be as important as what's going on at the major league level, you know, this season and maybe even part of next season. Yep. Caleb Killian, that's a guy you're high on. He had a good good night. Yeah, five innings, three hits, one earned, four strikeouts, one walk. Um, so for the season, this that was his third start. Um, for the season, he's pitched 11 and two-thirds innings, eight hits, two earned, 13 strikeouts, four walks, 1.54 ERA. He's in Iowa. He is a guy I think we see later in the year. Um, yeah, no, it's good to see. I I think the, the one thing from his start tonight, from what I was reading, that I guess we can be a little nitpicky about is uh, there's a lot more contact than what we would ex- would expect from someone of of from him. So, um, uh, you know, obviously we want to see more swing and miss, but uh, you know, other than that, it's still a solid start for him. So. Uh, DJ Hurst four no hit innings. Yep, he was good. Yeah, DJ Hurst. He's and that's another guy people are excited about. 19, 20 years old, somewhere around there. Dude won uh, Cubs minor league pitcher of the year last year. Great kid from the time I talked to him. Um, and he's in South Bend, I believe. Uh, with so Ed, is Ed Howard, yeah, right? That's yeah, a local Howard. guy. Yeah, Ed Howard, the Chicago kid, he, he had a homer tonight. And then Tennessee, uh, they, they combined for five homers tonight. Two of them came from uh, Christopher Mornell, Morell and Nelson Velazquez. Velazquez, if you remember, um, Arizona Fall League, he was a monster there. Um, so that's a good sign. Honestly, I'm not sure why he's in double-A. He probably should be in triple-A. <laughs> um, our friend, and we hope to have him on the show sometime, Brian Smith from Bleacher Nation, he believes that Morel, Velasquez, Chase, Strumpf, and Nelson Maldonado and Darius Hill, who all hit homered tonight for the Smokies, should be in Iowa. So um, We got another friend I, here right now. We got Ryan here. Oh, I oh, see you, Ryan. Two minutes too late to get in on the Manscaped read. That's eh, all right. I'll, we were I'll trying to back. save it for you. He's wearing his Hawaiian shirt looking, on a perfect night. Yeah, nice. I was looking. I was looking forward to uh, to listening to your Manscaped ad read, so I'm gonna have to go back and read this. It was uh, our yeah, first sure. try. It wasn't exactly our best no, smooth st- one, so we Steven got some work late. to do. Stephen was late with the sound effects on the lawnmower. Yeah, I'm hoping we get a weed whacker sound by the next time we do it. Uh, hey, Ryan, I want to read Corey Friedman's latest tweet. Me, all winner. God, I have no life without baseball. I need this season ASAP. Me, after the Cubs lose a winnable game in April to the Pirates. You know, maybe sports were a mistake. (laughs) (laughs) Really, that kind of sums up uh, what Cody and I have been talking about. basically the same thing. uh, You know, while you were in the clubhouse is that the first 12 games gave so many reasons for optimism. And then this game was like everything in those first 12 games were forgotten. There were 12 strikeouts by Cubs hitters. And then the Pirates bullpen just shut them down, and they they blew a three nothing lead. Um, what was what was the reaction like after the game? I would assume it's not panic because it's just one game, but uh, it's what April. did David Ross have to say? Yeah, you know, I just basically, you know, it's kind of again, like you said, it's the thirteenth game of the year. It's not definitely not time to panic. Um, you know, he used a lot of the. A lot of those bullpen arms he's trying to get out there with David Robertson in the ninth. You know, uh, actually, I kind of asked him about it, and um, 
all these guys up in the bullpen came out in in high, you know high leverage spots. Um, Ethan Roberts obviously was they were up or run when he came in, um, and then the rest of the guys in the bullpen, Chris Martin, Michael Gibbons, David Robertson, all came in in high leverage uh, areas. And he said, you know, situations like this kind of help, you know, he, starting to figure out who we, you know who he trusts in certain situations, stuff like that. Um, so I mean that uh, this kind of stuff obviously helps early in the season. We know it's a development year. Um, so trying to figure out who, what he's got and a lot of these guys, a lot of these arms. Um, but I think, you know, it was just one of those games where they got what three hits in the first two innings, three runs, and then had one hit the rest of the game. I mean, yeah, he just said, you know, there were some guys that thought they could do damage on ended up not like, well, like Crow thought, thought he had something against Crow and they didn't. And so it was, you know, the vibe is kind of like it's just one of those games, you know, it's the 13th game of the season. This was bound to happen after how how good the, or how consistently, you know, the offense had been able to put, you know, string together good at bad and stuff through the first couple weeks of the season. So, yeah, that's what you said, Luke, not time to panic or anything. And there's definitely no Talking me off the ledge? <laughs> one of those games, man. It's just one of those games. And, you know, on 162, you're going to get that. So, um, I don't <laughs> think no one's – down there is panicking or anything. It's just, you know, come back. I was going to say come back tomorrow, but the tarp's on the field right now, so we might have to come back for a, a double on Saturday, actually. Yeah, it doesn't look uh, – the forecast doesn't look great for tomorrow. Um, did, do you think David Russell uh, put Suzuki at DH anytime soon, or, or is that just a coincidence that he struck out three times and had his worst game uh, when he was DHing for the first time? Um, I, I, I mean, I think it's just a coincidence. I, I don't know. Uh, he kind of got asked about it and it was like that, you know, Suzuki faced good pitchers mate, you know, they, they were coming at him. Um, maybe, maybe the pirates had some scouting report from the first few series on Saya that they knew. I mean, they faced him already a couple times, so maybe they, they, they knew something and were able to, maybe, maybe there's like a little spot there. They saw like, Hey, we can attack this. Um, I mean, I've struck out twice, obviously. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, no, I mean, maybe he'll DH him again. <laughs> I think it's just a coincidence. Um, but we were saying the same no, thing that, again. Go ahead. go ahead. No, I said we were just saying the same thing that maybe that's this is the team. He hasn't faced a team a second time around. Maybe, maybe it's time for an adjustment. Maybe one of the teams found something that they'll go to until he stops it. And that's, just part of the ebb and flow of a major league season and a major league career. So we'll, we'll see. We'll find out tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, it's, it's a, and then, you know, you, you see it all the time that, that the, uh, the NL central teams always, you know, <laughs> we go to a saying like when they went to Pittsburgh last week, that's like, Oh, for some reason, these guys are going to shove against say, after he looked so good against the Brewers. Right. Uh, and they do it again. So I, I don't know. I, again, say, uh, He's not going to have – Michael Jordan didn't have a great game every time he played. Say Suzuki wasn't going to go two for three or whatever, get on base three times every single game, though. So, you just um, – ju again. You just compared Say Suzuki and Michael Jordan. So, <laughs> I – because right. of that, because of that, I have completely flipped script and believe that we're back. <laughs> I'm ready to go win, uh, win tomorrow. You gonna so. send out a? You gonna send a fax? We're back. <laughs> yeah. Period. I'm send a fax. <laughs> I'm just gonna tweet it from Probably the CHGO so Cubs account on Twitter. Because uh, according, no, I, 
Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I was saying I make I make that comparison. I make that comparison when I like when I like I was, I was still in school and I would get like a C on a test. Like you know, Michael Jordan didn't have his best day every time. I know, bro. Uh, I know. No, it's I, all good. <laughs> um, uh, go no, yeah. So we'll come back tomorrow. Hope again, weather permitting, come back tomorrow and definitely we'll see what Rossi decides to do. Maybe he puts Sam back in right field. I think again, I, yeah. I just think it's just a coincidence. I don't think. Say it coming out of the field has any impact on it, but you know, he see, he, you see, he's still shuffling that lineup around, um, and and trying to, I think, try, still trying to figure out what, what works best, what as far as positioning places in the lineup. Um, we actually did uh, earlier today, and this actually may have a little bit of an impact, but I know so uh, when they put start putting Say into the two hole, um, and Ross is like, oh, you know, it's our Mike Trout bats, like it's easy sell like that. But I guess that's say, uh, I think uh, I can't remember who had talked. It might have been Taylor McGregor uh, had talked to Seiya. And he said that, like, kind of in Japan, it's a little different. And that's not where, like, the mic drops of the world hit or something. It was something along those lines. Um, and so, like, being in the two holes, a little bit of an adjustment for him. Um, so maybe that could have had an impact on, on his day today, possibly. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, again, it's game 13. We're not even, we're barely two full weeks into the season, I think. I think uh, uh, Say will be in a good place the next time he gets to go on base or add to the plate. Right. Um, so when we first started, I went on a rant about how Ethan Roberts threw 25 cutters and, and that last at bat he had against, uh, how do you say his name? Sasugo. Sasugo. He threw like six straight in the same exact location. Was there did you did anyone ask about like just that sequence that Roberts had with him to kind of give any kind of clarification to why maybe they did that? Because um, I know Contreras did go out to the like he had a mound visit with him and you know they were trying to make sure they were on track with each other. So clearly Contreras was behind it, I guess. And it, to me, I just don't understand why you would throw six straight pitches the same pitch in the same exact location. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, we talked to Ethan not that long ago, and he said that – I think I mean, it might have been more his call, but he said he saw, like, you know, a, a hole right there at the, in the upper corner of the box where you could see where he's trying to get it. Um, and I think he's like – like, yeah, he said, if I hit that spot, it, it's a pop-out, it's a, it's a swing and miss or something. Um, obviously, the one that uh, Zatugo hit was – a little more middle, a little more in. Um, so it was more of a miss of where he wanted to get it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it was more Ethan Roberts. He was trying to get that, that cutter or fastball, whatever you want to call it, up in that zone, that little right-hand part of the box, you know, up and away from where Jasugo was. And so put the bat, put the bat on the ball and, and got it, obviously. And then it was, again, yeah, it was a little bit of a miss. It was more middle, more lower than where he wanted it to be. So um, yeah, I mean, it seemed like he was just trying to establish that, and you could see he got it a little. He was a little higher, a little more out uh, earlier in the in that at bat, and then that the sixth one I think uh, was the one that just kind of came a little too far in, and that's the one that Dosugo obviously dumped in the, in the left field I think for a net double. So yeah, that's I I tweeted it out, and I got a lot of stuff. People like, why would you do that? I'm like, I don't know. I'm not Ethan Roberts. Uh, let me <laughs> ask him. Uh, but yeah, that, well, yeah, that's why like I'm asking you trying. because I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I, that was the yeah. first thing that I was complaining about tonight. So, um, yeah, it just seems like he was trying to establish that part and, and 
as he was establishing it, or he saw something that if he could hit this spot, it, again, it will it could it would result in like a, he, in his mind a strikeout, a pop out, just not a good bat on the ball. And obviously, he didn't hit the spot in the sixth one, and that's that's just kind of the you know where. where the Interesting. Rest went. How crazy was that play where uh, Brian Reynolds goes racing around second base and goes into third? I didn't know what was going on uh, at first. Oh, I mean, like I said, I, I he, Cody might know on MLB the show when like your guys are you you, you send your guy to second base and okay he's gonna slide in the second quick double also he just keeps running he just keeps running he like doesn't even break stride just keeps going You're like what the hell's going on that's what it looked like to me until I saw that third yeah. base was wide open. Yeah, yeah. And, then, and then the weirdest part was, like, that ball was so far in on him. It looked like it, like, almost hit him in the hands and just, like, popped over to third base where no one was. Like So it was, like, as far as where you want to pitch with the shift on, it was a good pitch. It just, like, got it and, and knocked it where no one was. Um, and then kind of asked, you know, why, like, who was supposed to be at third. Uh, we asked Ross that. And he's like, you know, it's probably Rowan Wick um, just as far as, like, when you put the heavy shift on, let me see if I can. Um, yeah, he's like when you know when you, when you put the heavy shift on and and it's kind of used to the the pitcher's job, but the shift wasn't as heavy. Like it wasn't. It's like the situation was a little different. And then sometimes just instinctively, like because you had a lot of guys on that side that could have backed up second base, which was where Rowan Wick ended up with backing up second base. It looked like, uh, and so maybe he's like maybe that's just like instinctually, unlike a regular old play, that's where he would go. And so maybe his instincts just kind of took over, and that's why Rowan Wick was not covering third on that. Um, but I think that that was supposed to be where Rowan Wick Rowan Wick should have been at third. Um, I I guess in that situation. So uh, yeah, weird play, weird crazy play. But I guess you know again we talked about Brian Reynolds was the all star on the Pirates, and he actually deserved to be there. There you go. Yeah. It's just another reason that the shift is the worst. The worst. The worst. Can't wait for it to go away. Uh, so we get Smiley and Quintana if they play the game tomorrow. Ryan, for your sake, I'm hoping that if it's going to rain like they say it's going to rain tomorrow, that they just call the game before we all sit around and you're sitting at Wrigley Field for like nine hours. Can we all agree that that would be you a good plan? Yeah, you and me both, my friend. I I hope <laughs> that it'll be called before I leave my house tomorrow morning. But if it's not, I will be here doing some fun stuff. Well, or or if it's not, just play the game and it's not raining that bad. I'm okay with that. No. Like I'd like to see the game if it's not going to rain. But if it's going to rain, and you're going to cancel it, let's cancel it before the game as opposed to uh, like a nine hour day at the ballpark for you. Yeah. yeah. And you know, maybe it's also different with the Pirates in town. It's like that's a team that's going to be back at Wrigley at some point versus right. like the Rays yesterday. Why couldn't why couldn't you play two on Saturday? Right, it's supposed to be perfect on Saturday. Why not play a night game Saturday night? Get special. See, approval. I would be opposed. I would be opposed to that, but I'm not working Saturday. Jerry's going to be here on Saturday, <laughs> so I'm like, if you play on Saturday, go ahead. See, there you go. All right, thanks. Mm. We'll hope for the best tomorrow. Hopefully, the rain holds off and we get this game in. Um, Cubs can maybe even up the series. Thanks, Ryan. Yeah, all right. Take care, guys. See you, bro. You can read uh, Ryan's stuff, allchgo.com. He has some great articles there, and he'll be working on another one uh, tonight. Meanwhile, if you enjoy CHGO, one way to help us continue to grow is to download the PointsBet app and use the code CHGO when you sign up. Not only will you get two risk-free bets up to two grand, but if you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, 
You get a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content, like Ryan's stuff, and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. I got mine today. Ooh, so did I. I haven't tried it on yet, but it looks pretty. Well, I already had some, but I got my free one from the DMVR sent us. I mean, nobody has more CHGO swag than Cody. Yeah, <laughs> literally. He's m- piling up on this stuff. <laughs> yeah. He's got like 70 bumper stickers now that he's got. <laughs> and I got my stickers on my computer. Yeah, he does. Um, if you have any questions. They match your shoes, too. They do kind of match, do match shoes. his shoes. Yeah. Hey, any it's questions, make sure you email <laughs> pointsbet at allchgo.com, and we'll help you out. And in case you missed an online sign-up available in Illinois, you can download the PointsBet app right now and register your account. Start to finish all from your phone. And You'll be signing up with the fastest sports book. It's easier than ever, so you can start living your bet life in seconds. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with points bet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. So, CHGO, it's been fun so far. You know, some the post-game shows like this aren't as much fun. Still got a lot to There's, talk about, but it's not as fun as yeah. like an exciting win. Sometimes it's nice to just sit here and vent. Like yeah, that's true. The like Robbie's nice. been in the comments, Robbie just like taken going over off to chat. By the right. way, he's going off about everything from Ricketts to you know be back to when they were owned by the Tribune, right? And then he he uh, says he used to work for the team. His first <laughs> paycheck. From the Cubs, he bought a bunch of weed and treated his friends. <laughs> like, cool, dude. Like, I'm so oh, glad you're okay, telling Robbie. us. Like, he's just vibing in the comments right now. That was before it was legal. <laughs> yeah. Like, cool, dude. Like, uh, I appreciate you for being here and telling uh, and, us all and this. And the honesty. Yeah, and you the know? honesty. You know what I mean? Uh, so. But it, it's true. You know, last night the Bulls win, and we see Pack and Big Dave having a ton of fun, and they're, you know, excited. They're in on every play. And then... After games like this, you got to have a little place to uh, talk to your friends about what you saw, things you didn't like. So yeah. either way, it's it works good, out. It's good. Uh, it's good for your like mental health. Because when you're people. pissed off, don't hold it in. Let yeah, it out. Let it out. See, so people came to the comments. They let it out. Robbie came here to tell us his life story. We appreciate it. Now, and, when the Cubs win tomorrow, bring that same energy. Uh, <laughs> so we also have the premium written content from Ryan and now Jared's going to be out there. All chgo.com. We also bring you the dope merch. We talked about that. There's several, uh, there's a cub design. We got chgo de- designs, the bumper sticker on your computer right there. There's another one. Uh, you get that free shirt when you become a member and also the members only discord, the chgo lounge, which is another place to celebrate with your friends or complain with your friends. Yeah. And you also will find out we got the big watch party coming for the Bulls game. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. You're going to be there, right? I'm going to be there. Me and my girlfriend will be there. I got like five or six friends of, of my own that are Bulls, coming. Bulls, Bucks, game three, watch party yeah. in the West Loop. Yeah. Come watch the Bulls. Come say hi to me. Say hi to Dave Peck. Stuck, are you coming? <laughs> we'll see. Uh, it depends on the weather. Depends you know, on I don't weather. go out in the rain because I melt. Um, <laughs> Harley says this is that. therapeutic for all of us. Yeah. Appreciate that. And and Michael does point out, kind of forget, we're still missing Miley, Alzali, and Mills. Listen, I'm not... That's a point I tried to make. The world's not ending because they right. lost to the Pirates. I'm just calling it a disappointing night if you're a I, Cubs fan because sure. it's the they Pirates. had so many <laughs> positives in going just 6-6 six and six right. in the first 12 games and number 13. Many of those positives, the script flipped and they were striking out like the old Cubs were striking out. Mm-hmm. And they didn't look good against the Pirates team. 
that you would hope that they have a not only winning record against this season, but a decidedly winning record against the season. And so far, they are one and two against the Pittsburgh Pirates. Yeah. That's not good enough. Not he if you want to compete for a playoff he, spot. He mentions three starting pitchers. We haven't really talked about Mark Leiter Jr. I thought outside of the home run to Vogelbach and even like the batters after that, like he was pretty good. Like he was it was a much better start for him compared to Colorado. But it was like his start in Colorado, right? It's similar. Early it, it looked yeah. good, and then it was like, all right, maybe not. Yeah. So does but he, that tell you that maybe a bullpen role would be better for him? I feel like, you know, he's one of those guys who could go one, two innings, maybe give you, like, you know, that first time through it, the orders. You know what I mean? Right. Um, what, one of the a, bridge guys. They need right. bridge guys. I mean, tonight he was able to go through the Pirates lineup twice, or at least close to twice, and – Again, he only gave up the homer to, to Vogelbach. He, you know, he had a few walks in there, whatever. He worked around it. Got a huge double play, I believe it was in the fifth inning. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I just like that there was there was a bounce back from the start in Colorado. And I know it's hard to pitch at Coors Field, but still, like, and I, you know, it, it, it's good to see because he's not going to be in the rotation once those three guys come back. And if the, if the Cubs can find a role for him, it'd be great because that's just another addition. So how many hits did the Cubs end up with? I know they hit into two double plays. Uh, uh it didn't just didn't feel like they really had hits. a whole. Yeah. Four see only four hits. hits. You get, you get those three runs in the first two innings. And again, a sacrifice fly, a guy was walked in and a fielder's choice. Four hits all night, 12 strikeouts. It was yeah. a bad night for the offense. For bad sure. night for the offense. For sure. Um, it and it was mostly against the Pirates' bullpen. Yeah. Pirates which bullpen. I had no idea could look like that. But maybe that's going to be the strength of their team. Yeah. Well, and that's just the, the, way, the, the trend of baseball in general. Like, there's a reason that I've been sitting here saying that we don't need to worry about the bullpen. Well, that's kind of becoming a thing all across baseball where teams are – really stacking up on the bullpen to be able to do those multiple innings and because starters are going less innings. So, you know. Ravi's just getting crazy there on the chat. Rob, Ravi has taken over the chat, and now he's saying this team needs to find its Gary Gaetti, 98 wild card team vibes, and that he'd take Brant Brown over Jason Hayward. We've completely gone off the rails, oh which is, you know. I'd take Brant Brown an hour. as our hitting coach, even though I do like our hitting coach that we have now, but he's the hitting coach for the Dodgers. They know how to hit. The spirit of Terry <laughs> Mulholland lives with this team, he says. Okay. See? See, this, again, this might this be the weed. This might, Robbie, this might be the weed. Yeah. He Who might, he it might be doing time? a little bit of, he might be doing a little. Vera you know, life? Yeah, like a little bit of, a little bit of both of the weed and. Maybe he's had a couple of alcoholic beverages tonight, too. Barley pops. You know, maybe just he's going back and just, forth. Yeah. You know, I, maybe I he's just a happy-go-lucky guy, Robbie. Yeah. yeah. Come hang out with Cody and, and the gang at the uh, watch party tomorrow. Yeah, let's have a good time. <laughs> uh, okay, so if they play this game, and currently I'm not Tom Skilling, but I have done weather on television at one point in my life. <laughs> uh, Drew Smiley versus Jose Quintana, the Quintana... Revenge game. The Quintana we just got the Vogel back. Two point revenge game, right? Ugh. Uh, so Quintana versus Smiley. Listen, we've had lots of good stories this season. Drew Smiley is been surprisingly good, like really good 
so far this season. So let's hope that script doesn't get flipped if they play that game tomorrow. Because I know if there's anything that will send Cody into a deep spiraling spin down the toilet, it would be losing to Jose Quintana and the Pirates. Two games in a row and the second one coming to Quintana. You couldn't handle it. I could not, no. I would be very pissed off if the Cubs actually play tomorrow against the Pittsburgh Pirates and Jose Quintana. And if Jose Quintana shoves it down our throats again like he did in the first the first time, I'm I might go spiraling. I'm it's gonna be bad. It's not gonna be great. Uh well, I mean they struck said, though, they struck out twelve times in this first game of the series against yeah. the Pirates. Uh Hopefully there will be a different approach and a better at bat. They had a great against Jose Quintana. They had a great approach against Quintana the first time. It was, what the Cubs won two to one in that game. That was the game Suzuki hit two yeah, homers. It right. was the two runs. The Cubs were hitting the ball all over the yard that day, but right into gloves. So hopefully, you know, we they do the same thing tomorrow. Find some grass, get a lead early, and then just hold it like. Like we need, we people can complain about the bullpen. Like Ethan Roberts, definitely, he deserves some blame on the loss tonight. But we need the starters to go at least five innings. Like, and that's not even asking for much. Like most teams are needing their starters to go six. We need our starters to go five innings. We need to get that. We need to turn that around. They need to turn that around and get that consistently happening. So Drew Smiley hasn't allowed a run yet he's gone five innings in each of his two starts we need it tomorrow we need it in a big way tomorrow and uh you know if that doesn't happen then we always can count on story time with Ravi, who says it was cool to drink with ryan dempster watched a bears game with him by accident back in the day on southport at justin's bar nice so that's i mean Robbie and he's <laughs> Robbie promises if they beat quintana good mark grace stories I look forward. Well, I mean, now, based on some of this oh. background we know about Robbie, like I think that could be fun. I need the Cubs to win tomorrow, so Robbie comes back and tells us more the stories Mark, about Mark Grace. Stories. Um, I think that's a good place to wrap it up. <laughs> you know, I think that's a good place to stop it. Yeah. Uh, thanks for dropping in and checking out the CHGO Cubs postgame show presented by PointsBet. Cubs lose to the Pirates 4-3 in the series opener. They drop to 6-7 and seven on the season. Smiley against Quintana, weather permitting, coming up on Friday. Until then, take care and fly the W.